What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be talking about episode 8 of Family Ties titled No Nukes is Good Nukes. This episode aired originally on November 24th, 1982. And with me for this episode, I have a very special guest host, my other brother, David Vecchio. How's it going? Pretty good. How's it going for you? Going great. Just watch some family ties. Yeah. Well, um, David uh, is my second brother. Matthew's my... No, you're my first brother. brother. You're my first brother. He's the second oldest in the family. I'm terrible at at that, apparently. Um, Matthew was a guest host on the first episode, so... Um, our listeners know him already. Okay. Um, let's see. You are four years apart from me. I am. So uh, you remember watching four, Family Ties. Four years, the last couple months. Yeah, that's right. I did, we did watch Family Ties together as children. Well, tell us tell us a little bit about your history of Family Ties, what you remember from then, and what how's your current, uh, how up-to-date are you? Well, we watched Family Ties as children. However, I was very young. Yeah. So pretty much I remember nothing from when I was a kid. When this episode aired, um, you were, what, two well, months old? See, November? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was about two months old. So, But it did go up until 1987, so you probably saw some later. At which on. point I was five. Yeah, so you know it well, so, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> do you have like any, like, do you remember anything from any episodes or is it pretty much like... No, no, I mean, I... You just I know what happened. Remember the song, but that's probably more you singing at me constantly for the last 30 years <laughs> yeah. yeah all right and so and you haven't watched any like as an adult until we watch one together I right have now not. Tonight, right. tonight was the first i've been saving it for this show any uh any initial impressions uh, at least this episode was very uh written like a public service announcement oh you definitely haven't been watching them then because that's that's how it goes each episode like i always say is a very special episode and you always learn something the the dialogue delivery was very uh well read off of cards or something well it's funny because you'll notice like it very much like when they're like being like family like it flows well yeah but then there's times when they like get into like a little more preaching and you can kind of tell you can tell where it like shifts gears a little bit yeah, you well, know, especially this this episode was about uh, nuclear disarmament. I guess sure, yeah. Uh, b- people protesting against making more nukes, right? And there was a lot of, well, you know, suppose what would happen if everyone got rid of their nukes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this was, is also. I'm curious, like, what's your experience with like laugh track sitcoms, like especially from back then? Like, have you watched any? I have. Well, I've watched. Plenty of laugh track sitcoms. See, for me, I never got the negative connotation of laugh track sitcoms because you got Seinfeld, yeah, and laugh track sitcom. Recently, you've got the IT Crowd laugh track sitcom. It's true. That's true. That is a good recent example. And then, I mean, there was all growing up. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that had a laugh track. Yeah, it did. You had. I mean. There's a lot. I I grew up on a lot of laugh track sitcoms. It's just very much, it's a specific style of presentation. It's very different than your, you know, single camera Yeah, there's a little more mugging at the camera. Yeah. But it's, it's, for me, it's a very fun type of thing. You know, it's, it's different. And I enjoy my single camera comedies as well. But yeah. 
I think I, I'm I'm happy we've moved into a new era, but I like that this exists for us. So, Sha-la-la-la. what happened in this episode? Give us our give us your summary. All right. Well, from my extensive notes here, yeah, it's uh, good. <laughs> I don't take notes. Good note taker. Uh, so the story starts off. They're preparing for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, we're like a week late. Yeah, and uh, the mom is trying to sneak some bean sprouts into the meal. Does that sound familiar that, at all? No. No? We wouldn't try to sneak bean sprouts into your meals. No, no. I mean, our mom. Oh. Did our mom... Do you remember I, any th- of that? There were times. Okay. It was, and it was probably right around this era. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. It's like, oh, we can be, eat healthy This is where she got the idea from. And there's no... Healthy Thanksgiving is a terrible idea, just in case anyone <laughs> is wondering. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's... Just enjoy Thanksgiving. <laughs> but right, carry on. Fortunately, they're saved because the mom and dad decide they want to go out and protest nuclear armament armament and so they pull out all of their old signs from when they protested when they were hippies which i'm guessing like i said this is my first episode <laughs> i'm guessing these are the things we used to do when we were hippies is kind of a uh yes. running theme and alex is very much a republican so they're like on opposite ends of the political yes. spectrum which is also ironic because how how old is he actually supposed to be who is in high school that's the whole thing that's, and it's great he's in high school but the entire time he was wearing a suit and tie. That's what Alex P. Keaton does. It's, he is always well dressed. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we got yeah. distracted. Okay. So they pull out all their signs, and since they're going to go protest, grandma and grandpa come over to watch the kids in air quotes. <laughs> grandpa comes over to watch football because the TV is broken. And grandma comes over to cook. What she is apparently terrible at. So I heard. <laughs> so, so you hear about every 13 seconds throughout Poor the entire grandma. episode. And we never actually got to see. I mean, the only thing anyone ever ate of hers was when she brought over sandwiches. And they looked like perfectly fine sandwiches. I don't eat. know how bad you can mess up a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the youngest daughter. Jennifer. Jennifer is very concerned about the meal. So she spends most of her time... Uh, Watching grandma, making sure she doesn't cook. Grandpa immediately falls asleep on the couch. So it's they, pretty they accurate, got, right? Pretty accurate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, then all the kids start watching a sitcom. No. Sitcom, no. Uh, soap opera. Soap opera. Yeah. Which was just like a quick dig at soap operas. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was kind of a quick, just just in case you were thinking about watching the competition, it's evil. So, watch, watch us. Well, yeah. I love the implication that they would be in big trouble if their parents found out they were, they were watching, watching a soap, soap opera. opera. It's kind of. Yeah. It was. Uh, yep. And then. <laughs> <laughs> so the parents go. Oh, oh, so then grandma walks in and they quickly change the channel to uh, back go back to the football game for grandpa. But while they're doing it, they accidentally flip past the news and see that their mom and dad got arrested for protesting. <laughs> we then. Switch over to the jail where mom and dad are getting thrown into the jail cell with a group of other protesters, where we meet by far the best part of the group. (laughs) So there's one protester who's a lady who's totally freaked out, and she's funny. But then there's one guy, and they go, oh, man, I can't believe we all got thrown in here for protesting. Oh, I didn't. I got thrown in here for being a pickpocket. (laughs) He proceeds to have every funny, sarcastic line for the entire rest of the show. He was definitely the highlight of this episode. He was great. By far. Yeah. Um, Then the family comes out, tries to get him out of jail. They'd have to compromise their values and sign a paper 
that says that they were willing to give up their right of free speech to get out of jail, and they wouldn't do it. Which you know is totally a thing that happens, right? Yeah, no, they should have taken that deal and then gone back to court and said, hey, look at this. Give us all the monies. Yeah. But it was a different time. Right. They didn't want to compromise their values, so they stayed in jail. And you only have half an hour to solve this issue. Which, by the way, everyone in jail got to keep all of their things, including their wallets and cigarettes and lighters. Yeah, that's right. They didn't take any of that stuff away. And then the family came in and was able to pass in baskets of food and napkins. And they ended up sitting down and having Thanksgiving dinner through the jail cell. (laughs) I didn't think about the implications. And the dad even walks in and goes, so should I start filing the the bars off? (laughs) (laughs) There's no, there's no, Buddy, there watching them. Well, she bribed all the guards with dumplings. Remember? Yeah, she, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good joke. Yeah, the daughter goes, "Yeah, it's it's your escape plan. They're all going to get sick, and then you can just walk <laughs> we'll out of here." Out, yeah. <laughs> so, and then that was it. That's pretty much it. And they ended I, eating Thanksgiving dinner. eating Thanksgiving dinner, which apparently should have been horrible because the mom cooked it, but. Yeah, after all those jokes, they all sat down and ate it. Yeah, they're all super excited about eating it. One of the best lines that the other guy in the jail has is uh, when they obviously they've been talking about the mom, and she's like, "Oh, would you like some food?" And he's like, "Is your name Nancy?" She's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "No, thanks." (laughs) Clearly. Sha la la la. Um, Okay, so another thing that uh, just about the plot that I have to point out because the last episode we talked about the plot that was. Nearly identical to the plot of Deadline, which is a movie that we worked on, and it was fun because Jeff Edwards was on the episode, and so we worked on that together. And this one is actually very similar to the plot of another Biola film. It wasn't one I was involved in, but Janelle was in it. It's different because they got in trouble for a different thing, but the whole drama revolves around they're given this paper they have to sign that says we give up our rights or else you have to like leave the school. And there's a famous scene where our friend Kevin Wilson says, I can't sign. And it's this whole, I mean, it very much rang true. I think all of our Biola films are tied back to family ties. And I'm pretty sure as we go through the series, we will find that they're all related at some point. I I did a Biola film. Which one did you do again? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I know there was some car sound effects in it because I did those. You did the sound stuff, yeah. It was that good. Yeah. There there was some... They went to a Thanksgiving dinner. Or no, it wasn't a dinner. It was just a regular dinner. At a jail? No, they brought wine. Okay. And there was a lot of discussion about the wine for a school that didn't allow you to drink. <laughs> All right. That's pretty much what I remember from the film. Sounds good. No, it was, yeah. I think it won a film festival in like a small town in Southeast Europe. Southeast Europe. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la. All right, well, we have uh, just a fun trivia. Sometimes I'll look up trivia and see um, what we got. And this one, whoever wrote this trivia, it's on their IMDb page for this um, episode. I just felt like they deserved some credit for this. And to be fair, I left this entirely out of the summary because it was about football. Oh, yeah. Those and when parts... I hear the word football, my brain immediately shuts down. Yeah. When I was thinking of that as we were watching, like, oh, man, David's introduction to family ties, and it's all sports so far. And not only sports... But college sports, which 
doesn't make it any worse for me because it's already at the bottom of the bin either way. <laughs> but you have to give credit to this. But this is a pretty fantastic person. anonymous trivia. Because someone put a lot of effort into this. So here's I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, in 1982, the USC Notre Dame game was played in the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Assuming a 1 o'clock p.m. start time, the game would have run from 4 p.m. to 7 local local time for the Keatons. The game would not have conflicted with the normal soap opera lineup. And the planned dinner time would have been rather late. The USC Notre Dame game was depicted as having been played on Thanksgiving Day. In 1982, that game was played on Saturday, two days after Thanksgiving. Like, someone put go. some serious effort into that. And good job, internet person. Good job. Yep. So, this entire episode has that now been debunked. Yeah. All, all, the, all the nuclear weapons can be disposed of because USC Notre Dame. That's right. Stuff. Football. Solved it. They solved nuclear war. Sha la la la. All right, a very quick um, little uh, check in here. But we got uh, Mallory walks in. This since you don't know, um, almost every episode Mallory walks in on her parents doing something, like making out or something, and she goes, "Oh, can't you guys get a room?" Now it wasn't quite that way in this one, but she oh, complained no. about it. Excessively. She, no, it was entirely. Because she complained about it throughout the whole thing. And then at the end, she walks in and they're kissing oh, in the jail cell. And she right. goes, I can't believe you guys can't even contain yourselves in jail. So we've got a very special Mallory walks in. At which point I said, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> it's good, though. It's a good it's running good. gag. Sha la la la. We have some guest stars. There's actually a, a number of them in this one. we got some great ones. So we're going to go through them real quick. Uh, first of all... Um, the dad named Charlie was played by Dick Sargent and he was in a lot of shows, but there's one famous one. Did you recognize him before I pointed it out? I don't recognize. Any, oh, yeah. I, I recognize Michael J. Fox and I was like, yeah, yeah I know who it. that guy is. David. Um, yeah. David has worked in various, um, industry type places where he's got to meet a lot of famous people and he's perfect for the job because he's like celebrity face blind. He cannot tell, like, I'm like, who did you see? He got to go to the Oscars one time. Who did you see? Uh, that one blonde actress and the guy with the beard. And I'm like, oh, you recognize what? Jeff Bridges? And Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that's it. That's all. I'm like, dude, who else did you? Did you meet this director? I don't know. I don't know what directors look like. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you might not have recognized him, but probably a lot of listeners might have. Um, he was the second Darren on Bewitched. So there was a guy that played Darren. Then he got replaced, and this guy kind of looked like him. Dick Sargent. He was in a lot of other stuff, but that's really... I remember that that happened at some point. Probably because you saw the Bewitched movie with uh, Will Ferrell, right? I did see that. Yeah. See, that's how you knew. That, well, that that movie had an important thing, because that one introduced his coffee machine, which is then his espresso machine, which has then been in Kicking and Screaming and other Will Ferrell movies. Really? Yeah. There's a coffee machine universe I didn't know about? Yeah. Oh, that's it's an espresso machine. Oh, that's your podcast. You got to do then. I think that I just did it. That's perfect. <laughs> well, this is a crossover here. Uh, let's see who else do we have. Um, so the the grandma Kate was played by Priscilla Morrill. Um, she actually comes back for one other episode of Family Ties as the grandma. Um, she's on a ton of shows, a lot of '70s shows. But the highlight I wanted to mention she was in was a movie called Man Eaters Are Loose. And a very brief description from the IMDb page says, 
man-eating tigers are accidentally set loose near a small California town. <laughs> Sounds completely reasonable. Sounds great, right? Yeah, totally watch that. But I wonder if they have any nuclear weapons in it. I, I doubt it. They solved I, that. There you go. It's solved. Um, let's see. Tigers. Uh, now, your favorite guy, Larry Hankin, um, he uh, was a funny guy in the jail cell. He has been in so many things. I didn't even go through so all this many. stuff. Um, I knew him immediately without even looking um, from a couple things. Number one is he is in planes, trains, and automobiles. He's the taxi driver that has like the crazy taxi and he gets him in the first place. Yep. Um, and then he's also in Billy Madison um, as uh, one of the the not lawyer guys, like assistant guys, I believe is what he is. Right. You know, helps out the dad. And then uh, finally, he's in Seinfeld. Um, he's the alternate universe Kramer. No, not alternate. No, not alternate universe. He's the Kramer from the TV show within the show when they do the pilot. So, right. Um, anyway, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's really funny and he was great in the episode. Um, then we have Nancy Lenahan who played Roberta. She's the other lady uh, that was in the jail cell with him. Um, she was the, the, the best joke with her was uh, she goes, "Does this outfit look all right for for being in jail?" Yeah, that's right. And we go, yeah, you look like you dressed up to go to jail this morning. <laughs> um, so she also was in Seinfeld, which is kind of crazy. Another Seinfeld alum. She was uh, the volunteer in the handicap spot episode. She was in the great outdoors. Um, but the thing that I knew her from just from sight was she is the mom. She's Earl's mom and my name is Earl. So she's in a lot. And finally, uh, we have the guy that played the guard. Who had a couple funny little lines in there? Um, he was played by an actor named Jack O'Leary, and this is exciting. This is kind of a big moment on the show. It's well, a big deal. Two things. First of all, this is like a super crazy coincidence. But if you've been listening to the show, I mentioned this earlier. He was also in the movie The Jerk Two, which is a sequel to The Jerk with Steve Martin, made for TV movie that had absolutely no one in common with the original one, except one guy who played a waiter in the original one. And then a waiter in the second one, and he was a waiter on Family Ties. Wow. So we've got yet another so waiter, connection waiter. Here, um, which is pretty crazy. So I can't believe we've got another The Jerk 2. But this is what's the big news. This is our first appearance of a person who was in the movie The Goonies. Now, you'll see as we go through the series, there are a ton of Goonies people in it. Now, this is kind of a minor one. He was one of the reporters at the end of the, of the movie. But... This is the first take note, listeners, because we will be getting a lot of Goonies people coming up. So, And at no point in the show did he ever say die. He didn't, because they don't. Goonies never say die. They never do. Sha-la-la-la! Um, just one quick music cue. Did you happen to hear the music that was playing over the, yeah. the well, soap opera? Yeah, the, it was like just organ. Yeah, it was. Just, I feel like it was looped, like a ten-second loop. I, I don't think it was just one note. Yeah, it was just. The, the only music in the entire thing was the organ at the very beginning. The mom was whistling a tune. That's true. Yeah, but no, like no, no background music at all. Which a lot of times there isn't. But I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that that soap opera music was probably original because it wasn't like they had to license anything. Yeah. There it was just. It's pretty great though. And that's that's kind of your typical like, when you think soap opera, you think just a little uh, yeah. B three organ, a little organ there. It's great. Sha la la la. We have some jokes to explain here. Some old references. Now, I wrote down a few. Did you notice any that I didn't catch? Or I, don't know, I think these these are the main. Uh, did, did check your notes there. Make let sure. Me check. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, that's that's you checking the notes. There's the notes. 
Nope, nope, no, nothing in okay. my notes. Well, I got a few here. Uh, first of all, uh, when they pull out the signs, their their old protest signs. One of the jokes is that they have all these ones that they were, um, you know, voting for or, or holding up signs for these different um, old presidential candidates, all of which had lost. Right. And so, um, but it doesn't explain it exactly. So if you don't know who they're talking, no, about. no, Alex just rattles off the name. Yeah, he says, "Oh, look at this, McGovern, Muskie, Humphreys." Oh no, sorry. No. McCarthy. McCarthy. And he's like, oh, you guys pick really well. So these are all people that lost, and they all lost to Richard Nixon. Um, Who served two terms. Apparently. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess I probably knew at some point, but I always assumed that it was like during his first term. But I guess he ran twice. He was reelected and then resigned and during then the, the second term. So there you go. A little history for you as well. Um, so Muskie was actually Humphrey's running mate um, when he ran against him in 1968. And McCarthy was, I think, a third-party candidate in 1968. And McGovern was in 1972. There was not a 1973 election. So, Yep. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Politics. That's your politics and history for the episode. Almost. They also talked about the Chad and Sudan border dispute. Yeah. Which is... Politics. Something that happened. Yeah. Well, I, I started reading, like, the Wikipedia article about it. and Apparently, it's something that happened, like... Every day for the last several hundred years. Yeah, it's still going on. There's tribesmen that went one way and there's religious issues. And I think I got about half a paragraph in and I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> but it's probably like really important to, you know, a certain population. So maybe we should do some more research at some point. Yeah, it's kind of like in a show when they say like, oh, you know, trouble in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's about it. That's all the history you're getting out of this one. Yep. Sha-la-la-la. All right, did you have a quote of the episode here? What was your favorite quote? Oh, man. Check your notes there. <laughs> oh, there there's a lot of good ones. Well, I, tell, us, tell me your Alex quote right. first, because I know that was your favorite. I'll tell you. Well, there's a couple great ones, um, but Alex, he's talking about the, the grandparents, and they're like, oh, we're going to get in trouble if they find out we're watching a soap opera. And he says, you can't get in trouble with grandparents. All you have to do is kiss them when they come in the door and let them buy you stuff. Which is pretty fantastic. <laughs> That's good. I think... My favorite one is when they come into the jail and the daughter looks at her mom and she says, you know, I decided to come because grandma told us something that explained, you know, that you guys, this really meant something to you. And the mom goes, oh, what did she say? And she says, oh, she said that this really meant something to you. <laughs> yeah. And then Jennifer says, grandma always had a way with words. <laughs> Also, the guard, my favorite the quote from the guard, because he had a couple good ones, but he brings them in like their their meal, which is like a, a mug with like some substance in it, and he's complaining. It's Stephen complains. Like a broth. Yeah, and he's like, what is this? We get a yellow broth with some green stuff floating in it, and the guard says, you're lucky. Most days you don't get the green stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Sha-la-la-la. All right, what is the moral of the story here? The moral of the story, despite the fact that it seems to be about no nukes is good nukes, yeah. is that you need to stand up for what you believe in and not give in on your morals. Even if you don't agree with those people, you're also supposed to let other people believe what they believe. Or else you're not an American. That's right. And if your kids are left abandoned at home, it's okay if you really believe in something. <laughs> That's what I took away. If they're with grandma and grandpa, it's totally fine. Yeah. Which was, is where both of our kids are right now. That's true. So I guess we can't <laughs> complain. Huh? 
Yeah, that's a uh, it's a good one. Also, nuclear war is bad unless yeah, unless bombs, Alex bombs are probably be, be, yeah, that's true. Alex was Alex totally was like, bomb. yeah, we're not gonna use them. It's fine, <laughs> but but why can't we get rid of them? We already paid for. We it. already paid for them. <laughs> that's why I love Alex so much. He's great. Yep. Sha-la-la-la. Thank you so much for being on the show Thanks here. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, got anything to plug here? Any stuff that we uh, should let our, our folks at home know? We're sitting somewhere that might be. Oh, that's what I was thinking. You can check out mountainroomescapes.com. We have a room escape. <laughs> this is pretty scintillating. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, for, for all your room escape needs. <laughs> Our listeners have already heard both mom and Matthew and dad, all three of them, talk about Mountain Room Escape. So you don't have to give them too okay. much more info. Um, but you are also a partner uh, in, in certain ways in this whole thing. Yeah, right? we don't really need to mention that. I mean, we're not going to go into like the legalities of exactly <laughs> what paperwork you guys have signed. But you've, you've done a lot of work here and you help out. Yep. So, yeah. Um, MountainRoomScapes.com. You can check out CosmoStrader.com if you want. Right. Yes. See my... Very minimal. That's your blog that I have there. Get some good stuff. Want to learn some about XLR cables? Yeah, and you could also go to check out the website that Matthew and I have together, DaveAndMatt.com. That's right. Got some fun, like little. Yeah, we got some good, uh, good back issues there. Excellent. See, you have stuff to plug. Yeah. Sometimes I'll ask people, and they don't realize they have stuff to plug, but there's always something to plug. There's always something. There's always something. Sha la la la. Well, speaking of plugging, um, please go ahead and check out our website at alexbkeatonismyfriend.com. If you guys would like to send an email to us, any questions or comments or stuff like that, you can write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Also, if you guys would like to follow along on the shows, which is always recommended, you should uh, make sure to get an Amazon Prime subscription. And um, it is included. It's free with the streaming on Amazon Prime. So you can do that and catch up with us. We're only eight episodes in, so that's 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 like not even for today's modern television that, binging. That's not even close to a day of binge watching. That's nothing, and those are like twenty-two minute episodes, right? Uh, so please do that, and uh, please check us out. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, all the other fine places where you can listen to digital content. If you guys would like to write a review or give us a thumbs up or anything like that, we would greatly appreciate it. And finally, uh, go ahead and give us a like on Facebook. You can look for Alex P. Keaton as my friend on Facebook and uh, follow us there for updates. And you can find out when we're posting our new episodes and stuff. And um, I think that's about going to do it. Thank you again, David, for being here. Thank you for having me. And uh, I've, I've gotten all my brothers on here now. And I've got my parents on here. So, you know, we're going through the family ranks. But I got a big family, so don't worry, folks. There's plenty more. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up here. Join us next week for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. And also, stay classy, San Diego. (laughs) What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.